and I want you to help me welcome to the platform tonight just a precious friend, a great friend of the North Georgia Revival Christ Fellowship Church. I'm telling you, I'd go to hell and back with him. I've never seen him come to the platform unprepared. He delivers the heart of God. He delivers the spirit of the Lord. He's always broken. He's always sensitive. He's a lover of mankind, but most importantly, he loves his Savior above all things. So would you help me welcome the incredible pastor from Freedom Tabernacle, Pastor Robbie Mathis. Oh, come on, let's give Jesus praise tonight, can we? Hallelujah, hallelujah. We, would you just remain standing with me just for a moment? We sang earlier about he's, uh, this is a house of miracles. The reason this is a house of miracles is because the miracle worker is here. It's because we welcome him and honor him today. Amen. I wonder how many of you came tonight knowing that Jesus is the Lord of all. Anybody to come to know that Jesus is the one? I wonder if anybody knows him tonight, that he's wonderful, that he's counselor, that he's the mighty God, that he's the everlasting Father, and that he's the Prince of Peace. Does anybody know him tonight? Does anybody know that he's the one that ever lives to make intercession for us i wonder if you know him that he's our savior that he's our lord that he's our healer that, that he's our deliverer i wonder if you know him tonight do you know that he's alpha and omega do you know that he's the first and he's the last do you know he's the beginning and he's the end the one that was and is and is to come the one that lived and died and is alive forevermore and has the keys of death hell and the grave i wonder if you know him tonight that he's the king of kings he's the lord of lords he's the one that every knee is going to bow to and every tongue is going to confess that he is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can we just give him praise tonight? Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. You may be seated tonight. What an honor it is to be here with you at Christ Fellowship Church at the North Georgia Revival. We're so thankful to be a part of this and for... Uh, you being here tonight, and we welcome all of our, once again, online viewers. We're just so thankful that uh, for all that God is doing and for this great, great privilege. This is 197. Can you believe we've made it to week 197 of the revival? We're talking about 197 weeks of Sunday night revival without missing one. Is anybody listening to me? 197 weeks. That means there's about 11 more weeks until we hit four years into the revival. Isn't that marvelous? Isn't that wonderful? And we just give God thanks. So incredible. And we're just thankful. We think about all the miracles that have taken place, all the ones that have been baptized, all the marriages that have been restored all the addictions that have been broken off of people's lives, 
all the healings that have taken place, all the cancers and bodies that have been dissipated and annihilated, all of the demons that have had to go back to the abyss and leaving bodies. Uh, uh, do you know that? That's what we're talking about. 197 weeks of revival and the glory of God being poured out. But this is what I want you to know. Tonight is a new night. Tonight is a new night. What God has done in the past, we're believing he's going to do it again. And there are many that are in this place tonight that have maybe feeling hopeless, maybe feeling down, maybe a struggle going on in your life, feeling like that you have uh, no, no way out of the situation that you were in. I, I want to tell you that I believe the word that God has for us tonight is going to bring hope to you, encouragement to you, and give you faith to arise to a new level to believe God to do something in your life. He's coming after the one. I said he's coming after the one. Amen. Turn with me tonight to the book of Acts, the 14th chapter. I've got two verses to read. Acts chapter 14, a couple of verses that I want to read. I want to preach just for a few moments tonight. Then we're going to minister and we're going to baptize and the Lord's going to do some miraculous things. Acts chapter 14, look with me at verses 19 and 20. Now in this 14th chapter, Paul and Barnabas, disciples were in a place called Lystra. Paul had just done a miracle. A man that was not able to, to walk. Paul was preaching and he saw that the man had faith to be healed. And he just spoke a word to him and said, stand up right on your feet. And the man stood up. It was so amazing to the people there that they began to think that Paul and Barnabas were gods and to begin sacrificing them. Paul had to, to bring this all into perspective to say, we're just men like you. We're just preaching about the one that makes this happen. And he began to tell them about the goodness of, of God. Paul was preaching. And then it picks up in verse 19 because people around surrounding communities did not like what they were doing. And so verse 19 and 20 reads like this. Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there. And having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, everybody say however. <laughs> however, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. Just for a few moments tonight, I want to preach and share a message with you called Down But Not Out. I asked our congregation just a few weeks ago how many of them felt like that they were in a spiritual battle. How many of them felt like that they were in a real spiritual struggle in life? I'm not talking about that they got up and their tire was flat. I'm not talking about that. I I'm talking about 
some serious spiritual warfare. It seems to be what's been going on lately that I'm finding and even the Christians are engaging in a spiritual battle. There seem to be some challenging times that people are going through. I want you to know that the enemy is trying to thwart and stop you from advancing the kingdom of God. The adversary of our soul does not want us to live in joy and peace and victory. He does not want us to be able to continue ministering in the capacity and living in victory. And so I felt that there are, there are many people that are living and many that are here tonight that are feeling a sense of hopelessness, that you're in a struggle in life, that life situations have gotten you down, that you're not living in joy, you're not living in peace, and maybe you're in a desperate situation because you need a miracle from God tonight and you're just feeling down. I, I, I want to lift your faith up tonight and, and declare unto you and prophesy this word to you that you may be down, but I'm declaring that you're not out. And as long as you have breath and as long as you have life, God can still work something in your life. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that a living dog is better than a dead lion. And as long as we have breath, God can do something through us in our life. And as a matter of fact, in the big perspective and scheme of things, those that know Jesus Christ, the thing that we think is the absolute worst of death coming actually becomes the greatest thing because it's our transmittal of transferring out of this body into our glorified body that we'll get when we spend eternity with Jesus. So I'm here to declare that you may be down, but you're not out. I'm thinking about the man that was in prison for crimes against the leaders of his day, but don't you count English preacher John Bunyan out because he would become the author of Pilgrim's Progress. Stranded in the snow at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania during the Revolutionary War, but don't count General and First President of the United States, George Washington, out. Subjected to the cruelest forms of political and personal ridicule and failure, but don't count 16th President Abraham Lincoln out. He was confined to a wheelchair with infantile paralysis, but don't count him out because he would become the 32nd president of the United States of America, Franklin D. Roosevelt. He was burned severely. Doctors said he would never walk again. But don't you count Glenn Cunningham out because he would shatter the world record for the one-mile run in the 1934 Olympics. Is anybody listening to me tonight? We're talking about people that were down, but they were not out. He, he had to deal with the onset of deafness in his life, but don't count him out. Because in feeling the vibrations from the piano, Ludwig van Beethoven would become one of the greatest composers the world has ever known. I'm talking about people that may have been down, but not out. He was labeled uneducable. He was a slow learner, 
banned from public school. But don't count Albert Einstein out. He would become an American theoretical physicist to win a Nobel Prize in 1921. He was put in prison as a conscientious objector to World War I. But don't you count evangelist Howard Carter out. He would be given probably the greatest revelation since the day of Pentecost on the revelation of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Diagnosed with tuberculosis at the age of 17, the doctor signed his death certificate, but don't count Dr. Lester Summerall out. Living to the age of 83, he would become one of the greatest missionary statesmen and apostolic anointed preachers of all time. We're talking about people that were once down, but they were not out. I'm here to tell you tonight, church, that these people are not called great because they never failed, but because they refused to quit. And I'm talking to many tonight that are feeling down and, and discouraged and hopeless that we're going to encourage you tonight. Holy Spirit is going to, I believe, and activate a, a spiritual charge of faith in your life tonight and, and give you the courage and give you the faith and the strength to rise up out of that situation that you are in so that you know that you're going to be walking out of here victorious and full of peace. Amen. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this. He said the exact measure of a man or a woman is not how he stands in times of convenience and comfort, but how he stands in times of challenge and controversy. I believe, as I said on the outside, that we are living in a time where there is a difficult, challenging time for a lot of people. I've got a prophet friend of mine who ministers all over the United States. And this is what he told me. He said the same thing seems to be like a thread running through the church where I minister. From the West Coast to the East Coast, it's the same thing. The body of Christ, many of them living in fear, living in worry, living in anxiety, wondering how they're going to get through, worried that they got this, fearful of this happening, and he's ministering the same Thing. But I want to tell you, that is the, that is the attack of the enemy. That, that's an attack of the, of the enemy, trying to thwart. And you know why I believe the heat's been turned on? Because as the Bible said, the devil knows his time is short. I believe that he knows his time is running out. But uh, pastor, as you said, uh, the church is rising up in new levels of glory, in new levels of anointing, uh, that we're going to be able to walk in our true authority and, and declare in victory to all those that we come in contact with and ministering, and that's what we're going to uh, do. So I want to tell you tonight that you may be feeling down, and but I want to tell you you're not out. There may be many that's watching online tonight and you're sitting at home, you're sitting in your car, you're sitting in a hotel room or somewhere and, and there's discouragement and hopelessness in your life. And I want to tell you that God has sent this word to you uh, to let you know that there may be feelings of you being down, but I declare unto you tonight, you're not out. You're not out. 
Proverbs 24, 16 says, so for a righteous man, they fall seven times and he rises again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. And this holy word right here is full. This full of people that were once down, but don't count them out because they didn't remain down. I'm thinking about at a young age, we had an opportunity to be down. The king was going to kill all of the babies, but don't count Moses out because someone would hide him in the bulrushes in a river and he would be rescued and raised there in the place of Egypt. And as he got older and he destroyed, he, 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 he took the life of an Egyptian and someone saw it. So Moses would end up being having to be removed and on the backside of the desert running and fleeing from his life, feeling like all hope that he had of accomplishing something would be gone. But don't count Moses out because it would be on the backside of the desert that he would have an encounter with Jesus at the burning bush. Don't count Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out. Thrown into a fiery furnace for refusing to bow to, the, to, the, to an image that the king had set up. Don't, they might have been down, but don't count them out because it was actually in the fire that they met the risen Savior, Jesus, walking with them in the fire. Is anybody listening to me today? Don't count Daniel out, although he might have been in the den of lions there and, and, and they should have been eaten and destroyed. Uh, but when the king came to, his, uh, to the entrance there the next morning and Daniel was able to declare back unto him, oh king, live forever because my God, everybody say my God. See, we serve the true and living God. My God has sent an angel and he has, he has delivered me from this lion. I'm thinking about the man that through his in, the enticement of a lady ends up giving away the secret to his strength. And when she had Samson's haircut and his strength began to wane from him, when he rose up, when the Philistines came up on him, he said, I'll rise up as at other times and I'll destroy them. But Samson did not realize that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him. The Philistines captured him. They poked his eyes out and they put bronze fetters on his feet and put him into prison. But I want you to know that Samson may have been down, but he was not out. Eyes gouged out, put in prison. And when the Philistines had a meeting and a gathering at the auditorium where uh, they was going to give praise to their God and when they begot, when they become merry, they called for Samson and they wanted Samson to come and uh, to make sport there uh, for all of them and because they were celebrating and they were saying that their God had, had delivered Samson who destroyed all of them into their hands. So uh, they brought out Samson there and the scripture said that there were 3,000 people that were sitting in the auditorium in the place up on the, uh, the stadium there that was watching this sight. But I want you to know that here comes Samson, eyes put out, not able to see, near the end of his life. But he may have been down, but he was not out. Because Samson said to the lad that took him out, said, just, just place me and let me put my hands upon the pillars. 
that holds this stadium up. Samson knew if he could just get his hands on the pillars, if he could just reach and feel, he might not have been able to see anything, but if he could just feel those pillars that held up the auditorium and held that up because, see, over time, the Scripture said that after that he lost his strength, that the time came that Samson's hair began to grow back. I want to tell you that seemed like that you've been down and that you're struggling, uh, that the hair of your head is growing back, uh, that God is placing things in your life to strengthen you and to encourage you and to lift you back up and to get you to a place where he can use you again. Samson put his right hand on one pillar. He put his left hand on that up of the pillar, not even able to see. And he said, oh, Lord God, remember me just one more time. Lord, strengthen me and let, Lord, let me be able with this strength to be able to cause vengeance to come upon the Philistines because they have put my eyes out. And the Bible said that Samson pushed with all of his might and those pillars, uh, they crumbled the stadium come down and the Bible said that that Samson destroyed more at that last feat of his life, even when he died, than he had done his entire life Samson may have been down but he was not out oh don't you ever think that it's over don't you ever think that it's over I'm thinking of David the man after God's own heart found himself up on the rooftop. Saw a woman bathing. Her name was Bathsheba. Decided that he would have her. This lady's married. She's a married woman. Calls for her. He has her husband killed by putting him on the front line. Commits adultery with her. They end up having a child. David prays. He's fasting that this child would live. The child dies. I want to tell you that that child that was born out of the flesh died. It died. Discouraged, heartbroken, feelings of of uneasiness, feelings of a disappointment and failure. I want you to know tonight that David was feeling discouraged, feeling, having these feelings of how much he had messed up. But can I tell you that God in his grace can always provide even in the midst of our failures. No matter what we have done in life and you feel like that you are down, the way that you get back up is to repent of the things that you have done, receive the grace and mercy of our loving Savior, and you get back up and you go on. Because God would allow Samson, or David to have a child, and his name was Solomon, whose name means peace. Nathan the prophet said he's Jedediah, which means loved by the Lord. After a fall, after a loss, and heartache, 
God sends him a son and names him peace. You may be feeling a, a loss tonight, heartache, hopeless, down, discouraged, but can I tell you, God can send you peace. And you can be down, but you don't have to stay out. Is anybody listening to me? He acted cowardly and he denied Jesus. But don't you count Peter out because he would preach the first evangelistic crusade ever. And 3,000 souls would give their life to Jesus Christ. Boil him in oil and banish him off the coast of Ephesus on the Isle of Patmos. But don't count him out. Because on the Lord's day, John the Revelator would be caught up in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And he would be able to write the words which we have that's in the book of Revelation. He would see him. He would see Jesus. He would see him in his glory. Don't you count him out just because they banished him over there. Because he would be one that we can read of in the book of Revelation and see. And then our greatest example is this. And this is why that we can celebrate tonight. Falsely accused, scourged, beaten, spit on, and crucified. But don't you count him out. Because when it looked like that hell had won. <laughs> right in the midst of that death and behind the tomb. What our eyes could not see, there was something going on in the spirit because our Lord Jesus Christ would be going to a breakup party in hell and taking the keys back from Satan himself and he would declare, I am he that lived and was dead and I'm alive forevermore. I want to tell you tonight, we can be down, but we don't have to be out because Jesus Christ is alive, he's well, and he's reigning. Can we give him praise tonight in the house of God? Woo! Yeah! He, he's worthy, amen. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. And it's all because Jesus lives. Help me with this. Help me with this. This is why we can declare we may be down, but we're not out. This is what we're used to saying. Y'all help me out with it. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives down but not out it's because he lives 
because Jesus lives. Does anybody know that he's alive? That he lives, that he lives. You may be down, but I wanna tell you we've got hope because we serve a risen Savior that's alive, still doing miracles, still doing healings, still breaking bondages and chains. We give him all glory and we give him all honor. Well, come on, praise him tonight. Woo! Yeah! Hallelujah! Glory, glory, glory. Worship team, y'all come on up. Y'all come on up as we close this out. What, what about you tonight? Here, here's what I want to say. You may be down and you may be out. But sometimes those feelings that we have are so devastating to us as feelings of an individual that sometimes you don't even feel like you got strength enough to get up yourself. We hadn't left you out. This is for you. We're going to help you out. We're going to help you out tonight. Todd, you remember, Pastor, you remember being down? You remember being down? Slipping a resignation paper to the church down. Didn't even have strength enough to get up yourself. And I want to tell you that somebody slipped a lifeline of hope to you. Somebody that you didn't even know that sent a word to you. Somebody reaching out to you. He said he may be discouraged. I, I see him in a dark room. I, I see him there. Not even strength enough to get up himself. But how many knew that you needed help? Why? Because there was somebody that already knew listening to the voice of God that says reach out to him. You may have been down, brother, but you're not out. And listen to this. Here we are years later and God still doing miracles in your life because you were down, but you were not out. Come on, give him praise tonight. Woo! Glory to God. It's Jeremiah chapter 38. When the prophet Jeremiah was preaching, and nobody liked to listen to what he had to say because he was telling them that they were going to be in captivity in Babylon and nobody wanted to hear doom and destruction and him speaking the truth. Everybody wants to know peace. and Everybody wants to know it's okay. Keep living the way that you want to and everything will be all right. But I want to tell you, the adversary will oppose when we begin to speak the truth. So they put Jeremiah in the prison. They put him in the dungeon. You read it in chapter 38, Jeremiah. Put him in a dungeon. But there was a man named Abednelech. Ethiopian eunuch. Servant's king. That's what Abednelech means. Abednelech means this. Servant of the king. That's what his name means. He went to the king who was sitting at the gate of Benjamin. Benjamin, which means son of the right hand. That's what Benjamin means. Son of my right hand. Son of the right hand. 
It is a direct reflection of intercession. Abed-Melech knew that Jeremiah the prophet who was declaring the truth of God was stuck in a dungeon. There was no water in that dungeon. And Abed-Melech said, King, said Jeremiah's in that dungeon. There is no water. There is no food in that city. He's going to die. And the king said, take with you 30 men and you go and you get him out. In other words, lift him up. I want you to know, church, the Abed-Melech ministry is rising. The Abed-Melech ministry is rising. We're going to the king on behalf of the discouraged, the hopeless, the depressed, the addicted, those that are bound. We're going on behalf of those and we're going to the king and the king is saying, go get them. Go get them. And we're going to lift them out. So Abed-Melech took those men, took Rome, and all they had was some old clothes and old rags. That's what the Bible says. Jeremiah down there in the dungeon. But you know what they did? They took those rope, connected to those old clothes and old rags, cast them down in the dungeon. Said, Jeremiah, take those clothes and those rags and put them under your armpits. When you don't have strength enough to get up yourself, we're casting the line of the gospel to you for you to hold on to. Sometimes all you gotta, all you can do is just hold on and let somebody else drag you up. The Abedmelech ministry is rising and we're coming after you. Amen. Down, but not out. Can I get personal with you? I want to tell you, I've probably had, I've been sharing this with my congregation, probably the hardest spiritual battle that I've had in my life the last two years. I want you to know tonight that, Pastor, probably the last three or four times that I've preached here in this revival, uh, that the devil has lied to me and he has said, this is the last time uh, that you're preaching at the revival. It was cause he was saying that I was not even gonna be around uh, to be able to preach again. Uh, but I wanna declare this to you tonight. Devil, I may have been down, uh, but I'm not out. I'm still preaching. I'm still proclaiming. I'm still prophesying. I'm still ministering. I'm still teaching. The devil is a liar and he's the father of lies. And I got the breakthrough of a cause Jesus is alive. You may be down tonight, but you're not out. You're coming out. You're coming out. Amen. You thought I left Paul in Acts 14, didn't you? 
our scripture was this. Paul was preaching and they didn't like it. So they stoned him. They stoned him. And there he was, laying down. I'm talking to you tonight that you may be feeling like this. How could things turn out so bad? How could it end up like this? You feel like life has knocked you down. Feel like that you're down, you disappointment, fear, depression, sickness, a bad report, loss of a loved one, someone walk out on you, loss of a job, abused, divorce, continuous family turmoil. Paul for preaching the word gets stoned. But those that stoned him made one mistake. They thought he was dead. Supposing him to be dead. I want to tell you that the enemy messed up because he thought he had you. He thought he had you. But the good news for you tonight is this. You're alive. You're still here. He should have killed you when he had the opportunity. He should have took you out when you were down. But you kept standing. You kept praying. You kept ministering. You kept prophesying. You kept preaching. You kept on praising God. And God can bring a victory to you in your life. But this is what's happening. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. He thought you were out, didn't he? Thought, thought you were out. Stand up here by. Thought, thought you were out. Tried to take him out with cancer. He might have been down. But he's not out. And what he's doing now, because he's been there, knows what it's like to be down, he's casting that rope of hope to all those who are discouraged and down, and he's lifting them up out of the pit. The church is gathering around. I said the church is gathering around. Come here, Jerry and Barbara. Come surround them right here. See, the church is gathering around. Come here. Andy, you and Joanne, come here. Come here. Come on. Jeremy, you and Andy, come on. Gather around. Gather around, Paul. Gather around, Paul. Gather around. Him. Come on, Paula. Come gather around. And see you. The church. The church. Jennifer, come on. Come on. Uh, gather, gather around. See, the, the church. See, that's the thing. The church is gathering around Paul. They're gathering around him. And as they gathered around him, don't you know they began to pray? Paul! Paul! Rise up! Get up! Don't, don't you remember 
the light that you saw when you were on the road to Damascus, that same light is still in you. That light is still in you. Get up, Paul. Get up, Paul. Get up. Get up, Paul. Rise up, Paul. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. If you're feeling down and discouraged and hopeless, defeated, depleted, depressed, feeling like there's no way out, we're coming after you. And Jesus is going to do something for you in your life. He's doing why? You may have strength to get up yourself, but those that don't feel like that you have any strength, somebody's extending a hand. Somebody's helping you out. Somebody's calling forth for you to come. So this is what I'm asking. This is what we're going to do tonight because we're going to celebrate the victory we have in Jesus. If you feel discouraged, defeated, if you feel like there's spiritual struggles in your life, marital issues, family problems, anything going on that you just feel like you've been down, but you need to get encouraged and you need to declare tonight, I may have been down, but in the name of Jesus, I'm not out. I want you to come and join me stand right here in the altar. Come on. Come on, stand right here. Come on, quickly, quickly, quickly. Calm down. Down, but not out. Icky down, but not out. You're not staying. They're not staying. Even the ones that you're interceding for, they're not staying. They're not staying. Because the church is gathering around you. The church is gathering around you. We oftentimes celebrate after the victory and we should but I want to tell you what true faith is true faith is when you praise God before the manifestation of the victory in your life and that's what we're going to do we're going to take just a moment before we pray and minister with people in the altar and before we baptize people we're just going to we're just going to have a celebration right here and declare the goodness of God and celebrate what he's doing. Why? Because here it goes. This is what it is. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. And I try with all my might and I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, oh vagabond. And just when I thought that I, else when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know. And he told me that I was not alone. And this is what he did. Come on. He picked me up. Come on, he picked you turned up. Turned me around. Placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master
me pray for you tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for what you have done already tonight. Lord, for each one that has come because they're feeling down. But Lord, they have taken a step of faith to declare that even though they feel down, Lord, they're declaring they are not out. And Lord, it is all because you live. So Lord, I speak the liberating, healing, delivering power of Jesus Christ over every person in this place tonight, over every body, over every mind. In Jesus' name, I declare freedom. I declare healing. I declare miracles. I declare workings. I declare in Jesus' name, every bondage be broken. Every stronghold be broken. In the name of Jesus, I cancel every demonic assignment on every person in this place tonight. I tell every devil, every evil spirit, every supernatural force of wickedness, you will not have these people of God. I command you in the name of Jesus, get out. Leave in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your freedom, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this is what I want to do. We're going to open up the baptismal waters for those of you who want to get baptized. So what we're going to do in just a moment, we're going to kind of clear right here on all of those who have letter A. If you are letter A, in just a moment, you're going to make your way up these steps right here. You're going to head back over here and Pastor, you want to give the instructions?